Video marketing mumble jumble. Welcome back to the fourth episode of Video Marketing Mumble Jumble. My name is Avram Kohn. I'm Elisheva Hudson. And tonight we have some really interesting stuff we're going to talk about. So we've gotten into the basics of video marketing, video marketing. We've gone a little bit in depth into some of a lot of different ideas um, where these two things come together. And tonight what we're really going to cover is we're going to talk more about the formal education of video marketing versus the self-taught nature. You know, video marketing, in many ways, it's a very new field and there aren't a lot of rules. We talked a little bit in the past about there are rules, but also you need to break the rules sometimes. So we're really gonna get into the nitty gritty of what are the rules, how do we make them, how do we break them, and whether or not formal education or being self-taught is the way to go. Sounds like a very interesting topic because <laughs> I have a lot to say on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we all have a lot to say on the matter, so it should be really interesting. Okay, um, let's start with you. We, I know we discussed this on our first episode, but let's go a bit deeper into um, how you got into it and what your training is. You are formally trained in the arts or what is it what is the official title right so yeah i did go the formal training route so basically i started when i was in high school doing theater and i think that's really sort of what started my path of just this general field of film video editing all of this sort of thing but you know after high school i didn't really see a, a future for myself in theater so i ended up going down the film and video route um, and the undergrad school I went to was super specific. It was, it's Emerson College. It was very specific to communication and the arts. It was a great school for that. But if you weren't really sure about what you're doing or you wanted to do something else, you basically ended up uh, transferring or leaving. So I had good education there, but at the same time when I was finished there, I really started to realize towards the end that documentary is more of what I wanted to do. And I did feel that I needed to be a little bit more specific in order to feel confident in my skills. So I started applying for graduate programs and I ended up working a little bit um, for a documentary production company in between undergrad and graduate school. And then I went on to American University, which was really specific in social based is issues. It's located in Washington DC. So people are of course very politically driven and it was very nice to be in a place where there were, you know, my cohort were really, really passionate about documentary. So, you know, in some ways, obviously, I'm so, so grateful to this formal training. But I do also see many ways in which people who are self-taught, they really sort of um, excelled faster than I ever excelled being in school. Um, you know, I have a lot of personal feelings. We'll talk later about, you know, if, if we could change it, would we have changed it and what we really got from each of them. But um, I really do see the benefits to each, both formal education, depending on where you're at, and, um, and also being self-taught and just getting out there and working. There's totally a value to both. Yeah, it's also going to depend heavily on the field, I guess. Right, definitely. And what aspect of the field? There's so many variables here. So what about you? Let's um, talk a little bit more. Again, we've done the intros in the first episode, but let's talk a little bit more about um, what your training and trajectory was from when you started? 
Sure. Um, I started because I was very interested in the design and animation fields. And once I got started, you know, I never, I never actually thought about going to college. It never even crossed my mind. Um, the, the, the topic never came up because um, I found that I was, I was pretty good at, at design. And after, you know, by the time I came to the age where people would normally think about applying to college, I convinced myself that I'm, I'm good at this. I don't need any more training. So I stuck to tutorials, some training DVDs at the time. And there was an aspect of production which I found if I would have formal training, it would really help me. And that is the actual filming, lighting. There are certain things that are really hands-on. And I was privileged enough to work with some cinematographers, some directors, not as much as I would have hoped to. Um, but from the few shoots that I accompanied them, even after many, many years of having established myself in the field of animation and design, I was just going on there for like pennies and just to gain the experience of filming. So that was for me the equivalent of formal training because, you know, somebody at the end, you know, taught me and I kind of picked up tips and tricks along the way. So I think that the you know both formal training and being self-taught is necessary though i do not see a place for at least the creative fields um, i think spending four years learning certain disciplines i think it's overkill again that's from my field and you know the way i see it i have a co-worker she went to college for many years and she said i've taught her in two months more than what she's learned in four years of school not saying that as a kind of a compliment, I'm saying that as an interesting to note that there's no, in my opinion, there is no substitute for real life experience. I totally agree. You know, it's very interesting that you've said, I never even considered going to school because for me, just like the culture of my family, that sort of thing, it was like, I never considered not going to college. Like, <laughs> it was just like, obviously you're gonna go to college. It's just a question of where and what you're gonna study. So it's just really interesting that you that you said that because I totally felt that I was um, on the opposite end of that. Um, but I hear you know that I've definitely had some experiences. You know, I went to a lighting workshop recently, and um, I felt like in that workshop I was like, wow, I learned more here than I remember learning in any one class in my all of my years of study. You know, because it was. Um, just a really, really great class. Yermiyahu Van, if anybody's interested, he teaches great uh, lighting and a lot of aspects, actually, in production. Names, but, the name rings um, a bell. I think I'm connected with him on LinkedIn. Yeah, no, he's great. I highly recommend him. Give him the plug on, on the podcast here. But um, So there is that aspect, but I actually remember, interestingly enough, when I was an undergrad, they started having this whole, I don't know, they had this whole discourse that was open to students and people could come to class and sit and talk and they were talking to faculty and staff and and probably people on like the board of trustees i don't even know who all these people were but they had these open sessions where students could come because they were considering taking the college that i went to and turning it more into a conservatory and what that would mean and you know all of these things it's not so relevant to what we're talking about but i found the com one of the conversations we had 
in one of these open sessions very interesting because people were going on about the benefit of interdisciplinary studies, like what that does. You know, if I know that I want to be a filmmaker, what do I need to study general requirements for? Just teach me how to do what I do when I'm doing it. But what some of the students were arguing actually is that if you wanted to do that, so you could go out and do that. But there's a reason that people come to a college. There's a certain amount of benefit that you get to a sort of learning things with, um, I guess, like a broader stroke, all these different types of classes together that somebody organizes and plans and, and thinks, how can we, how can we produce well-rounded people? And there's also a benefit to, I guess, um, not that people who are self-taught don't do deep thinking, but I think the argument was that there's some level of deep thinking that we're not just trying to teach you how to light this thing, shoot this thing, edit this piece, what the technicalities are, but you also want to be thinking deeper. What is, what is the type of work that I want to be doing and what does this work say about where we are in the timeline or in the history of either filmmaking or video or content creation, all these things. So that's not to say that a, a thinking person can't and won't do that on their own if they're self-taught, but I think that was the argument that some of the people were making is that that is the benefit to a, um, a more college institution. Um, so I found those conversations very interesting. I don't know what they ended up doing. I don't know if my school went the more conservatory route. I think it's basically the same today, but, but yeah. Yeah, you touched on an interesting uh, topic over there. Um, there was a period in time when I was looking, uh, looking for a full-time job. I was looking at all these different job sites, and what irked me many in many instances was the requirement for a certain degree for a bachelor's or a master's. Well, they're usually just a minimum bachelor's, but they required a certain level of, edu of formal education. And I remember this conversation came up, either it was one of the Facebook groups or I don't remember exactly where it was. And one of the points that somebody made pro-formal education is that there are certain things, like you said, that can't be self-taught. Uh, working as part of a team, there are certain disciplines like that create a well-rounded person that... You, you will not be able to gain on your own. So some people might be able to have access to informal education in that regard where they're privileged enough to land some sort of starting position in a place that will give it to them. But many of the self-taught people are not. And usually people who are self-taught will focus, be highly focused on one specific discipline. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that's, first of all, I think it's like two different things. The whole idea that, you know, sometimes you have to have a bachelor to be able to get certain jobs, uh, at least in America, I know, I feel like that's very true. And I, I feel like on the one hand, it sort of is um, annoying because especially for our fields that we're in, like a bachelor's, what does that really say about a person? Who knows what they really produce there? You know, anytime that I am potentially going to work with something with someone, all they ask for is my portfolio. Sometimes they want a resume just to kind of see what other stuff I've done, but they only want a portfolio. So it's kind of funny that in some of these, you know, full-time positions, they want a bachelor's. I think that usually what that is, is it's possibly a cultural thing that it's just so normal. And if you didn't go get a bachelor, so the question is why, because it's becoming so, so normal to go and get one. 
Um, but I do also agree with what you said that there are other sort of things that potentially a person can learn from a bachelor's degree or any sort of formal education. Like you said about working in teams, <clears throat> about having certain assignments. You know, at a good school, teachers are going to prepare certain types of assignments and they have a reason for them. It's not just, you know, for no reason at all. It's not just to like waste time. You know, you have assignments that are supposed to work different parts of your brain and be able to um, get you to learn how you start with short films and how you go to longer formats and, and why you're making the decisions that you're making. So there is a reason for that. But I wouldn't even say that there's any guarantee that just because someone has a degree from somewhere that they earned those things. So it can help employers, I think, sometimes. It can help individuals assess what you might have gotten from these places. But I don't think that it's 100% for sure. You know, there's no guarantees. Yeah, I would never let job requirements, quote unquote, stop me from submitting or applying for any specific job. If I, if I was interested in a specific, very specific position that I see seen advertised, even if it says, you know, you need to have a bachelor's, uh, a bachelor's degree, I will just, you know, send everything else, my portfolio, my CV, and let them be impressed with my work. You know, that's at the end of it. Sometimes right. it will do the job. And that's why it's important that people not get discouraged or turn away. No is not really no. It wasn't <laughs> that said. I heard that recently on a podcast as well. I mean, this is an old adage in sales, but I heard it recently as well. No, when somebody... Ah, I remember. It was actually a, on some WhatsApp group. It was an inspirational message. Somebody was teaching how to get what you want, what you need. The mm. word no only means you didn't ask the right way. Mm. There's another thing about college education, and I remember reading this um, percentage, very low percentage of people who actually end up working in their field of study. So I did a quick Google search, and mm. it came up... Uh, the first uh, thing that came up was a Washington Post article from May 20th, 2013. And they write over there, only 27% of college grads have a job related to their major. Crazy. I would not have guessed that number. I would have guessed something like 60. <laughs> but that's quite low. Yeah. So why do you think that is? I would have to read the article before <laughs> giving any educated guess. Maybe it's because... When somebody begins to study, they think they know what they want, but after sitting for X number of years and just grinding the same subject matter, they just become you know, kind of sick of it and they become bored of it. And then it... I'm wondering if this number would be way lower 50 or 60 years ago. I think people, young people, get bored very quickly these days. And if they studied something for so many years, you know, they just want something else now. I think there's another important element is 50 or 60 years ago, the number of people that went to college was also vastly different. I think a big reason for that is, like I was saying earlier, is that there's a big cultural sort of just like phenomenon that everyone needs to go to college, maybe be, not because they know what they want to do, but because it's about their life experience that they're supposed to have. It's like going to high school or going to prom or going, you know, doing these other things. I think it's a very cultural thing for a big part of America that that's just what you're supposed to do and oftentimes when people go they don't always know what they want and it actually takes them till the end of college to be able to figure out 
oh wait, this is actually what I want to do. You know, even with me, I ended up staying in my field, but I shifted, you know, by the time I, I finished undergrad, I started to realize, wait, I don't want to do any of this TV news type of entertainment stuff. I really want to do documentary. Um, but even that sort of shifting, even within a field, I feel like is so normal for people as they go on in the years and they experience. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of times, I felt this way in college, you're not always given the reality of your field for the degree that you're studying. So what do I mean by that? A lot of times there's certain aspects, right, to being a filmmaker um, that are very enticing to many people. You know, everyone wants to be a director, a cinematographer. There are a lot of, you know, these different things. Or maybe a writer. That's an idealized part of the process. Um, but what people don't tell you is how hard it can be, how many times people are going to say no in your face, how many years you're going to have to make bad stuff before you get better stuff. Uh, maybe the types of roles you're going to have to take on and the types of hours involved. You know, there's all these realities that you probably maybe don't find out about until you get into the field. And that was something for sure I wish they had more in formal education is a more reality check for the different aspects of the field. Because you may love, you know, cinematography, but you may not love all the realities of what that really means actually doing it. And that doesn't make you bad or wrong or not good enough. It's just about making good educated decisions because the things that we spend our time doing is not just about, you know, I want to be this thing over here. But I think it's also about being real with yourself and honest about what the field really does and, and saying to yourself, is this something I really want to do? And if the answer is no, that's totally fine. Maybe people go into college not realizing the realities, like you said. And they kind of, they're, maybe they're finding themselves. Maybe they're still searching for themselves. Yeah, I think that's totally true. Which is fine. It's, it's totally fine. But I think it's just a, it's a reality. <laughs> yeah. This is something I'm interested in sort of discussing when it comes to video marketing. Is I feel like there's a lot of aspects. It being such a new field, right, in many ways. This conglomeration of content creation and video marketing in some ways, you know, we've talked about this, I think, in the first couple podcast episodes. <clears throat> there are rules and they exist. But on the other hand, it is such a new sort of field and it's always changing. Sometimes it feels like every single day there's like a new content, a new format. You know, it's ever changing. So I think there's this interesting balance in video marketing these days where there are rules and you want to look to the experts, but at the same time, it's still being invented as we go. So for you, what do you see as the balance between following certain rules, constraints, following the experts versus for yourself, um, having sort of an internal intuition for the work that you do and, and saying, you know, like there are rules, but also there's Rules are there to be broken, like we've talked about. I would say it's 80% intuition for me. I'm kind of relying on my experience, mm -hmm. which is now going on 14 years of, you know, since I started editing videos and different aspects of production came along in different, uh, you know, over the years. But I'm relying heavily on my intuition based on previous experiences. So that's something that that's acquired over time. Yes, there are rules, 
and it does help to have them, um, but I use them more as guidelines. And I take everything with a grain of salt. I check for each particular project, you know, what's the right thing to do. Do you ever feel like in our field sometimes, just as we're on this sort of subject of, you know, intuition versus rules and, and that sort of thing, do you ever, you know, technology for sure is always changing, but in terms of, you know, new ideas for content on different platforms or what's working or what's not, do you ever sort of feel like that is changing and moving so fast? Or do you feel like, no, um, even though things do change, you have a pretty good handle on, on where things are at in general? Technology is changing. Programs keep getting updated. New programs keep getting added or plugins or, or whatever. But these are all tools. And I've said this to people from day one, day one meaning, say, tw tw 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when I felt I had a pretty good handle on a specific field that I was you know, excelling at. And I felt I kind of felt good about being able to give tips. I said, it's not the tools that you use, it's what you do with them. And the same thing goes for the constant technology updates. Yes, you have to keep, you have to stay, you know, on top of things and know what's going on, learn the new tools, learn how to use them to your benefit, be it software or hardware or cameras, you have to know the technicalities, all the technical jargon, you really have to know the stuff to be able to maximize it and, you know, not know how to communicate with fellow professionals. So it is important. But at the end of the day, the underlying principles um, of the creative haven't changed. Yeah, I think that's actually really good advice, you know, because I feel like a lot of times people get very caught up in having the latest technical this and technical that. And, and really what it comes down to is, you're right, the technical stuff is a tool to be able to bring out the, the creativity, the content, the passion that we have about any given idea. So I, I really like that approach. Do you see yourself having learned the same things and being good at what you do without the formal education that you received? So it's an interesting question. You know, I feel like I have a good idea of what the pros and cons are, but at the same time, I did what I did. You know, that's my experience and I can't change it. I can't adjust it. So it's, you know, I think it's always easy to say like the grass is always greener on the other side, but <clears throat> from, from where I'm standing and to the best that I can do it. So I, I do see some pros and cons. And I talked about them a bit before, but just to be more sort of direct and to the point with it, um, the pros of college are you get to meet tons of people who are interested and passionate about the same things that you are, and they're people who are at your level. That was my favorite thing about my graduate program, is we were all sort of very similar-minded people. We were passionate about it, and we had some experience, but we wanted to get more, and we were very, you know... Uh, I mean, I'm not boasting about myself, but I'm just saying the cohort, they were very smart, intelligent people, but they just, we all needed a little bit of help to be able to get our technical skills up to par with the ideas that we were passionate about. So that's definitely a super pro. I think that just taking some time to invest in yourself is also a big pro of uh, formal education. You know, when you're on the job, you have to do the job. And sometimes it's stuff you do want to do. Sometimes it's not. 
Um, and the learning curve can sort of depend on your boss or the people involved in the organization. And sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you really don't. So, you know, you do get to invest yourself in that way. So those are definitely a couple of really big pros. Um, if you have the ability, you know, the money and the time to be able to do it. So it can be a great thing. But some of the cons, I would say that with all of the years of education that I had, um, and even though the schools that I went to were very, very hands-on, but even with that in mind, I still felt like after, there's nothing like working on a real job. And after I was done with either undergrad or graduate school, there was totally a difference between me and the people who had had one or two years experience at any given job. And this is even working as a production assistant for a production company. Um, there's just something that comes with actual real world experience that is, you cannot replicate at a university, at a college in a formal program. You can get a lot of other skills, but you can't replicate that. So that's definitely a con. And I would say there's also, you know, different personalities. I think that Gary Vee talks about this a lot actually, but there are some people who just because of a lot of different reasons, college is really not the place for them. They don't do well in that format. They don't do well, um, you know, working on certain projects where they just get a grade for them. There could be a lot of reasons that people don't function so well in a university setting. And I think that sometimes it's just beneficial. It's just depending on the personality, it could be better for that person just to go out and start working and and get a job. So... You know, and obviously some other cons to college is it costs a lot of money. And if you don't have a lot of money, so it's not necessarily going to be the best thing. Or really, if you're not exactly sure what you want to be doing, and well, I would also call that a con um, to going to college. Why spend so much money and so much time on something if you're not really sure if it's what you want to do in the first place? So I guess that was a super long-winded answer. But that's what I feel the pros and the cons are as a formal education person. Um, but I'm interested to hear from you now um, as someone who is self-taught, learned from different people out there in the world. What do you see as the pros and the cons? So the first thing that came to mind, and this is something I connect with, there's this book by Paul Arden. I highly recommend everyone read it. It's called Whatever You Think, Think the Opposite. It's a small book with very short snippets of like inspirational books. And he has this one sketch, I don't remember exactly how it looked, but the basic gist of it is where he shows at 24 years old, a college graduate is riding his bike and this other guy who's self-taught who went to the school of life, as he puts it, he's driving this really fancy sports car. So that really summed up for me um, the way I see the difference between being self-taught and learning in the school of life, which you're getting so much more in those years that you would be you would be going to college, which a lot of it is wasted time. Not to say that that you didn't benefit or other people don't benefit, but as that's the way I see it for myself anyway. Uh, pros and cons for being self-taught: there are certain things that I learned way faster and at my level, going at my pace. Those are some of the pros. Cons, there are certain things that you can't learn. Uh, it, dep it really depends on the field because I'm covering a few different areas of education. Um, I'm now going to a cinematography course. And that's one of these things that are hands-on 
And I think there are alternatives to college when you could learn, go to very highly focused specialty courses in specific areas of discipline that you could learn and not spend four years learning that bundled in with a bunch of other things which are not going to be useful to me. So nowadays, there's so many op- there are so many options that you could kind of build your own plan between, be- between being self-taught, between reading books, and I read quite a few books on um, film editing, design, and just a bunch of things that you could learn from books. There are tutorials online that give you another another kind of an angle and then throw into the mix customized highly focused courses specialty courses i think between all of these things you could reach a much higher level of education in a much shorter time and much more affordable it's funny you know i i totally agree with everything that you're saying but at the same time you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take back my experience. So I think both can be true. Yeah, 100%. It's like you, exactly like you said. It's going to depend on the personality. It's not for everybody. Right, right. This whole conversation of self-taught versus formal education is obviously only relevant to certain fields. You can't be a doctor, a lawyer, an electrician if you're self-taught. I mean, technically you can, but you're not going to be able to practice these things without having a proper license. And it's... You know, there are practices in place, there are rules and laws in place for a reason. Uh, safety being namely the first and most important of them. But in the creative arts and design fields, I think it's a whole different ballgame. And I think that's why our conversation is mostly relevant for our video marketing and design fields. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's good that you said that, but it should go without saying that, obviously, you know, we, we have no intention to say, oh, can you be a self-taught surgeon? That's <laughs> not what we're going for here. But I think it's it's definitely in the field of arts and design, you know, everything that has to do with what we discuss here in the podcast with video and marketing, um, there's a lot of crossover between you know, what's being formally taught out there and how much people should be reinventing the wheel, so to speak, and how much they should be trying new things and doing new things. And I feel like that's a big part of, of video marketing right here, right now, and, and content creation, is that um, there's a, a relationship between those two things. And it's up to each individual, really, as we're like developing ourselves and our businesses and, you know, our craft. How much is one person going to decide, you know, I'm really going to study from the people I look up to and, and see what they do and, and practice, they copy it, that sort of thing. And how much am I just going to try something crazy outside the box? And I think part of that's also a personality thing as well. But it makes it exciting. I think it makes the field very exciting. The fact that we have these opportunities, that you can do both those things, that there's a lot of wonderful, amazing people to learn from, and that you can also test the waters a bit with yourself and try new things. Do you have any good quotes for us on this subject? Well, you know, I found one that I actually found a little bit interesting. It says, said Seth Godin, sure, education is expensive, but living in a world of ignorance is even more expensive. So this quote was actually really interesting to me. And I guess it speaks a little bit to the point that you were saying in the beginning about every once in a while coming across a job posting here and there where they're asking for 
a bachelor degree even though or some sort of degree even though you totally felt like it has to do more with my experience than it does with my education but I feel like you know this is also an idea and maybe another reason why people end up going to college and maybe sometimes a little bit too soon or without much forethought I guess um, is because yes education is very expensive and you know not everyone at the age of 18 let's say knows exactly what they want to be doing but on the other hand <clears throat> you have to weigh the risks here if you're going to be a person that says no I'm going to learn on my own I'm just going to find jobs and do it there's also a risk to that there's a risk both to spending a lot of money and time and investment in college and there's also a risk to not going because we live in a world for better or worse that that uses these labels and these names and feels that they mean something and so you know sometimes I feel like maybe we make a decision not because we feel like this is what I would do if I could choose anything of the world but because it's just the necessary thing that has to be done so I don't know how many people do this with college but I imagine there are some people out there who do I was actually on a podcast today with Yissi Freeman he's starting his own podcast and he invited me to be his first guest so before we closed our conversation, I asked for his take on the subject of formal education versus being self-taught. Here's what he had to say on the matter. So um, just specifically on that, I want to just share a quick anecdote um, regarding self-taught versus um, formal training. I once put together this, this, a small project. It was about a minute long, you know, but a lot. It was heavy graphics and a lot of motion stuff, whatever, 3D not, actually not 3D. Anyway, the point is though, I put this little thing together and I showed it to a guy and I was talking to a guy who had just finished school and he, you know, he wanted to like sort of look at my project and like scrutinize it a little bit. So he looked at it and this guy had finished formal training, you know? Yeah. And he looked at it he's like, he's like, oh my God, where did you study? So I said, it's all self-taught, you know? So for me, I think that if you have a passion and, you know, you, you connect to something, It'll, it'll just be, it'll just be natural. I don't disagree. You know, I think that it's one thing to just say that, you know, okay, I'm going to go to college for four years and that's the extent of my commitment. But I think what he says is really true. If someone's really dedicated, they're going to find a way to make it work. And if anything, maybe what I would even say to people based even on, you know, this whole conversation we've had tonight is I would think maybe the ideal is actually to start off working and making sure that you like it and, and really uh, for yourself, trying to find out, am I really passionate about this? Do I really want to do it? And do I like the reality of what this career could provide for me? The reality of the day-to-day -day work and how hard you have to work and that sort of thing. And then as you go on, if you find that, you know, I really need just to sit down with some experts, some teachers, some professors, and I, I would love to learn through them, um, you know, sort of like what you decided to do with this one particular cinematography course that you're taking, then then let them do it. But I, you know, I agree. I think that that really shines through. It doesn't mean that it can't, you can't also get there through formal education. That's but, true, um, yeah. I agree. But I do think that if you have a fast, if you can do it um, in a way that's faster mm. and less expensive, why not save yourself those few years? You could do so much more with your time. And I yeah. think passion is the key. He said it so eloquently. If you're passionate about something and you put your mind to it, then you'll get it done. Exactly. Okay, so to me, that sounds like actually it's a great place to end for this week's podcast. 
Thank you everyone so much for joining us. Please feel free to get involved. Let us know what you want to hear about, what questions you have about video marketing and video marketing. I'm Ellie Sheva Hudson. And I'm Avram Kohn. And before we sign off, we should have mentioned earlier, we have this new website up called mumblepod.com. And that's basically where you could find all the links to all the uh, podcast platforms where you could listen to your la the latest episode. You could read about us. You could drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love your feedback. So go to mumblepod.com and let us know your thoughts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to leave a review and share this podcast with a friend. Bye.